Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Freakazoid. Oh, hi, Cosgrove. Want to go see a bear ride a motorcycle? been destroyed because of this freak. I won't allow it! These babies just saved this lame fast party! You are listening to the flagship of stupidity, the guiding light of dumbness, I guess. I'm your host, Mike the Birdman, but I'm not alone as I bring our cavalcade of guest hosts to an end for the summer. The summer camp is closing, but that doesn't mean they won't be back. I'm joined by my co-host from this anime. It's Ken. I'm back again. That's right. So we are glad to have Ken back. Big thanks to Ken and JT for uh, providing uh, guest hosting duties during Alex's vacation. Alex will be back on the next Twig show, which will be coming out next week. Now, you're probably wondering, why the hell is this show a day late? Let me tell you, have you been outside this week? It is a (laughs) nuclear fucking oven. No. Um, Basically, the heat front that I was dealing with last week, you dealt with you're dealing with this week basically yeah it is brutal like our our uh ac is cranked we've had so many like problems hell uh even this morning we had like a brief power outage um just like the grid is stressed it's hot it's humid which means it's kind of hard to review things when you've got you know your computer your xbox your ps5 struggling to stay on because it's so bloody warm So I decided to make an executive decision and be like, all right, I'm going to hide and hide in the AC today, leave my computer mostly off. And yeah, so sorry, folks, I do apologize, but trust me, 
I have been busy. There's a lot of stuff coming out, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. I've got uh, reviews from Sega, the RPG publisher, Modifius, the board game publisher, Gale Force 9. We're going to talk about D&D, the Vault of Dragons, the Fallout RPG, and a new Civilization-like game from Sega called Humankind. Um, so we've got a lot of stuff uh, to uh, talk about today. It's going to be fantastic. Um overall but as we most often do here on the show we typically talk about what our week has been like and this week has been interesting if you're a big follower of my social media at birdman daughter at this week in geek i take a lot of photos in photo mode um i've been playing the mass effect legendary edition and just recently i started playing ghost of shishima uh director's cut on playstation 5 which we will be doing an extended deep dive on next week um with alex sort of looking at it from since he played the base playstation 4 experience i'm experiencing it uh brand new on playstation 5 but i'm also going to be looking at it from a historical uh look at because my next door neighbor liam who will be joining us for stargate twig is a bit of a history buff and knows a lot about um akira kurosawa movies he's got like all the criterions and he's just a expert on history especially when it comes to swords and knives so we're going to talk about uh some of that next week so be on the lookout for that plus me and uh, aaron paulier have been recording um, loose cannons and future imperfects. We got a couple more of those coming out. You've heard a few of those come out on the site recently. But as I do like to talk about what's been happening this week, other than just video games, my cat has decided to play video games now. Um, Dr. Wiley, who is my little black kitten, my best friend in the whole wide world, um, Liam introduced me to an app, and I think it's called, I'm actually going to look it up right now. Because <clears throat> it's on my phone and my iPad. And the game is called Mouse for Cats. And it's like a $3 app to purchase all the little things for it. You can get this on Android and iOS. And I put it on my iPad and I put it on the floor. Now, Liam brought his cat over, Mim, who we've nicknamed uh, Spicy because he likes to get, he likes to play with Wiley, not so much with Ayla. And sometimes he'll be like, he likes to talk a lot, but he loves to play video games because Liam does the same thing with like his iPad. So Mim taught Dr. Wiley how to play with the iPad. And I posted a video last week of Mim and Wiley playing on the iPad with their paws. And when you have this mouse for cats game, it's just a mouse that goes across the screen and the cat can touch it with its paws. The mouse will squeak and change color. Now, it's amazing that Wiley's playing with this actively, but Wiley's surprisingly smart. So I picked up the iPad because he was done playing. He started sniffing around where the iPad used to be. So he's looking underneath where the iPad used to be for the mouse. And then he starts exploring the floor around there, trying to figure out, okay, the mouse is in here. Did it run underneath something? So my boy is surprisingly smart. So that was fun. I uh, had a lot of fun uh, with like that. So Wiley now has screen time for about a half hour per day now because I am cat dad, um, I guess. <clears throat> Other than that, um, I've been watching a lot of really weird horror movies. Uh, thank you to Tubi and Daily Motion. One legal, one not so much. 
Um, I'm watching a movie called Demon Wind. Oh boy. Um, what else did I watch? Um, I'm trying to find a movie called Splatter You right now. It's like this 1980 something grindhouse type movie. And what else? There was another one that I was watching. I'm actually going to look in my browser window because I've got to mention it. Oh, it's on Daily Motion, and the movie's called Body Melt. And uh, that's all I'm really going to say about it right there because it is, uh, it's a trip, I'll say the very least. So the reason I started watching these is because Alex and Aaron talked about this a while ago and it was um a horror movie trailer collection that i think they reviewed on loose cannon um and i started looking up some of the movies that were in it there's some really fucking gross ones um because they're all like the 70s grindhouse into the 80s uh exploitation slasher low budget sort of thing and uh oh boy and then lastly, we there's a, a secondary feature about it where it's direct to video horror trailers. So it's all stuff that's been shot on Shitio. And I couldn't believe this was real, but it's a Nigerian horror movie called Spiritual Challenge. Um oh boy, look up that trailer on YouTube because uh it's unintentionally hilarious. Um from the video I watched, uh, they're talking about fighting Satan. And at one point, Ken, I couldn't believe it. They're like, they are in deep caca. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? I had to go back and rewind it. And me and Liam are on the floor dying laughing because it was so over the top ridiculous. So hopefully I will find a copy of spiritual challenge at some point because I do not believe it is real. It is so above parody. It's ridiculous. So what have you been doing, Ken? Uh, I have, well, I was messing around because at the, I have been knee deep in uh manhwa, which is uh chi- Korean, uh manga essentially it's it's japanese inspired web comics uh over in korea and one of the apps that i've frequent um uh, manta is uh, i pay a small fee i pay basically the price of a coffee every month to gain access to some of the exclusive stuff on there and one of the series that i walked that i read was uh under the oak tree which previously uh, finished its first like run its season in quotes and so i was like all right what the heck am i gonna find here and then i found this series that was running uh daily it was running a daily uh for like all of for pretty much all of august uh they ran daily episode daily uh chapters and it was called I Sa- I'll Save This Damned Family. And it's not exclusive to Monta. You can find it elsewhere on other services or other places. But I, I was just watch I was just reading it off of this. And it is the story of a, a it is an Isekai, but it's this person is reincarn this this girl's reincarnated as a plus sized uh woman in a game of thrones style universe and 
it is super like it's it struck me specifically because the art is very very different from a lot of manhwa where it's like very samey like you can you instantly uh you instantly see like the same kind of art style throughout all of it and what this one's this one like specifically stands out because it's just it has a lot more crisp a lot more messier uh just design very angular it, it it's really well done i really like it and with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is so good. It's so intriguing because you. it just keeps like stacking on stacking on stacking this political drama. And the whole concept is like her family's going to die. She's going to die if she doesn't fix what's going on. Well, I kind of wish I could get into stuff like that just because I've always had an interest in manga and stuff like that. It's just never, I've never stuck with it beyond the first couple of volumes. And I don't know why that is. I think the last one I read was battle Royale. I read some Ava stuff. And I've always been curious to get the Persona ones. Mm. But why do that when I've played the game? But then again, you get stuff in the comic. You don't get in, in the in the video game. Maybe I'm missing some context. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. There was something else I was going to mention, but now I completely forget. And it's probably I mean, better that I way. Was, and then also, like, obviously, I did my weekly trip to the theater saw Candyman, which was freaking fantastic um and then i saw the aretha franklin biopic which was so paint by numbers it was boring as fuck <laughs> oh that's unfortunate it, it's it's like the, it, the the problem was it, it's like if this was a six hour hbo miniseries i wouldn't mind but because it's going at like breakneck speed for two and a half hours, it's like, why the fuck it? What? Wh- why waste my time? Yeah, because something like that for certain historical figures requires a little bit more time than the, you know, two and a half you might get for something like that. Some movies can do it. Um, I'd be curious to see this because I do. I like Aretha Franklin's music. I've always been very curious about her. I know growing up, I used to listen to this uh, radio station where. Um, in Owen Sound, and it was uh, AM560 CFOS, so if you're ever curious to look that up, folks. Um, and they used to do just a lot of oldies music, so I heard a lot of Aretha Franklin, a lot of stuff out of the 50s and 60s and in, into the 70s. So I definitely have an appreciation for that era of music, but I don't know a lot about it, although I don't like the Beatles. I know. Blasphemy. Um, neat. Um, I, I, speaking of movies... I'm planning on going to the movies very soon. 
I'm going to go see Shang-Chi on Thursday, providing the Delta variant doesn't get too much worse in in my area. Um, I bought tickets and I actually bought uh, one of those subscription services that Mm. offers you a free ticket and a discount every month. It's 10 bucks a month. So for the price of like a couple cups of coffee, who cares? Um, I get a free movie ticket and you can keep them. So they stack. Yeah, you stack. Yeah, that that's the one thing with that service that I was reading about. Like that that's the benefit. Like it the the real benefit is that it stacks, so it's not necessarily one and done kind of situation. Yeah, so I am going to go see Shang-Chi on Thursday. I should have a re- um I'm sure me and Alex will talk about it probably next week. I still haven't seen a uh, Free Guy. I haven't got around to seeing Snake Eyes yet. Candyman is on my radar. Hey, who knows? Maybe if I get done enough stuff today, maybe I could convince my wife to go out and see it. Um, so anyway, we have yipped on long enough. We have a lot of stuff to uh, talk about today, but we've, like I said, I've got reviews from Modifius. I got reviews from Sega. I got reviews from Gale Force 9. But we're going to start things off through crawling out through the fallout and uh, this is our review of the Fallout RPG from Modifius. We'll be back, guys, right after this, only on thisweekingeek.net. Now, you're already cleared for entrance in the unforeseen event of uh, total atomic annihilation. <laughs> I'm here to pick up an ore. Two large pepperoni and a calzone. Name is Fuck You. I mean, technically, the corpse was defiled already. Hey guys, Mike the Birdman here, and I'm here to talk about something really special coming to us from Modifius. We are talking about the Fallout role-playing game. These are the same guys who did Star Trek Adventures, Conan, and some other stuff I've probably reviewed on this show. So this is something I wasn't quite sure how it was going to work, but I'm pleased that it does. I wasn't a huge fan of the mini stuff just because getting it set up when you're in a wheelchair and there's limited space, it's kind of hard. However, getting a table set up with a game master and a few players, it's a lot easier depending on your environment. So this is a lot more my speed. And I'm especially happy that this particular uh, setting for Fallout, the role-playing game, is set out specifically during Fallout 4. So the Commonwealth, so Boston, so you got Diamond City and all that sort of stuff going on there and all the uh, locations thereof. So if you're intimately familiar with Fallout 4, then you are intimately familiar with this game setting. I'm actually really surprised they didn't um, get anything from Fallout 76. But, uh, well, the less we say about that game, the better. But I hear it's playable now, so... I guess we'll try it on Xbox uh, Game Pass or whatever. Um, But no, this works really well. So I didn't quite get the 2D20 system under Star Trek. For whatever reason, I kept having to go back and reread rules. But because I'm so into Fallout, this I just got. Like, I immediately... I could probably whip up a character in like 10 minutes or less and playing it um it does help to have the special dice but there is a chart in here that tells you um if you roll a one you do one damage you roll a two you do two damage you roll a three or four you do nothing and then five or six trigger uh elemental effects um if your gun has something like rad damage or explosive or um vicious or whatever it's explained in the uh combat chapter uh combat in this seems really easy dying um 
you're not exactly squishy. You should live, providing you don't get hit in all the major locations. You need that many successes to survive, at least as far as I understand. Um, no, whoever wrote this had a very deep love of the Fallout experience. And reading this book, which is over 400 pages, I might add, feels as authentically Fallout as anything I've ever read. Like, this feels lived. This feels so well done. It feels so true to the IP. And that's something Modiphius excels at. The Star Trek books are written exceptionally. They're written with love. They're written with care. And whoever wrote Fallout, um, the team behind it, I can just see all the moving parts. You get... Um, so many different character classes from mercenaries to settlers to uh, people who work at vault like vault Security. You can be a super mutant. You want to be a nurse, uh, Mr. Handy, you can do that. You want to be a Mr. Gutsy, you can do that. I'm pretty sure um, you could probably figure out how to do an Assaultron if you look at some of the uh, kind of stats in this. There is so much here. Plus, they have all the major bad guys uh, from the Fallout 4 uh, video game. I always wondered, what the hell did Deathclaw. Now I know it was a genetic experiment that escaped. I had no idea. I thought it was just some mutated thing. Um, now I know exactly what a Mire Lurk is. I know it was some kind of a crustacean, but I didn't know exactly what. They talk about bloat flies and sting wings, Yaogoi, stuff like that. There is so much stuff here that if you've played all of Fallout 4 and all its DLCs, you are going to feel so, so at home. And you don't have to play in the Commonwealth if you don't want to, because there's so much, you can transplant this system into anything. You want to play in uh, the DC wasteland, you can do that. You could probably make this fit New Vegas real easy or do Appalachia for Fallout 76. I really hope Modifius gets a bunch of splat books and covers the different areas of the game. Maybe they cover uh, different factions, like, hey, here's a book dedicated exclusively to the Brotherhood of Steel. Here's something on Super Mutants. Here's, like, the Vault Tech Operations Manual or something. There is so much potential here. I am utterly astounded by this. Like, this is probably one of the most fun reads I've had for a role-playing game in a really long time. And this comes very close on my review of the Aliens Colonial Marines Operations Manual from Free League I did um, a little while ago. So, if I had to recommend Fallout, the role-playing game, if you're familiar with the Fallout property at all and you loved it, if you love that dark humor with that retro aesthetic if you put on some fallout playlist on spotify while you're game mastering this you and dog meat and your companions are going to wander the wasteland and you're going to have a fantastic time seriously fallout the role-playing game from modifius definitely spikes the rad meter here and i cannot recommend it enough so hearty recommendation from us here at This Week in Geek. Crawl out through the fallout, baby, when they drop that bomb. Crawl out through the fallout with the greatest of aplomb. The Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today and my tiny little nipples went to France. Gossip, rumors, panic in the streets. We're lucky. This Week in Geek, 
News. Welcome back to This Week in Geek, folks. I'm, of course, one of your many hosts this week. Well, many, and by many, I mean two, but that's okay. It's the multiverse. I'm Mike the Birdman. He's Ken. We're going to be talking about the things that happened around the world of entertainment, science, and whatever else we feel like talking about here in the weekly news that we cover here on This Week in Geek. Okay, so the first thing, this should come as no surprise because it I saw it on Reddit, then I saw it on Twitter, and then they finally released it. I wonder what I could be talking about. Well, Marvel has finally released the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. And uh, this comes exclusively, or this article comes from Marvel, so it's going to be all sorts of fun, this in here. So the first trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home has arrived, and if Peter Parker is about, is about to face his greatest challenge yet, thanks to Mysterio's actions and lies... The world knows he's Spider-Man, and now that certainly puts a damper on his senior year of high school. For the first time in the cinematic history of Spider-Man, our friendly neighborhood hero is unmasked and no longer able to separate his normal life from the high stakes of being a superhero. When he asks for help from Doctor Strange, the stakes become even more dangerous, forcing him to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. The film stars Tom Holland, Zendaya, blah, 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 blah. Um... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's kind of just talk about the trailer. Um, Wow. This is going to be awesome if it's cohesive, but it's Marvel. I mean, it's happy birthday to me because it's the weekend of my birthday. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to this in a number of ways. I... Obviously, we knew a lot of this kind of going in because Alfred uh, Molina couldn't keep his mouth shut a few months ago. <clears throat> but yeah. just seeing him emerge from that like dust cloud and that, hello, Peter, like, holy shit. And then seeing the pumpkin bomb from the Green Goblin, I was like, oh, my God, they got Willem Dafoe back. And uh jamie fox had said something late last year about returning as electro jamie fox has already been seen on the set um and that that was already confirmed by marvel themselves like jamie fox was pretty much coming back um it sort of it was sort of officially confirmed by marvel not really but basically marvel confirmed it yeah um i think i mean there have been channels on youtube which float between being interesting and speculative <clears throat> and i don't mean the single this guy out because i genuinely enjoy his content ken i know you don't so much uh the channel is called emergency awesome and it's mm. run by a guy named charlie and he'll do like screenshots and frame by frame and 
there's rumors the Sandman is in this. I doubt they got uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Sandman, back for this. Lizard, um, and there was another one. See, I'd rather they do Doc Ock, which they already have, Green Goblin, Electro. So there's half of the Sinister Six. Um, if you want, essentially to, what they're doing. If they're, you want, they're, they're building up Sinister Six. If you wanted to include more villains to to get it up to six conclusively, if you could get Paul Giamatti back for Rhino, even if he gets his ass kicked in 30 seconds, who cares? Um, the lizard. I mean, that's essentially what happened in Amazing Spider-Man 2 anyway. Yeah. So you might as well repeat the process here and have some fun. People have said Venom. I doubt it. Maybe post credit no, scene, but I yet. doubt it. Hey, uh, the the problem the problem with the Sony Marvel deal is one the new contract the newest contract we have no idea what the fuck is in it and like there's been massive speculation on what it entails what kind of merchandising it entails how close is Sony's verse connected to the Marvel universe is Marvel all going to stick with spider-man or is sony gonna take him back and kind of meld him into the universe into their universe with venom and all that shit it's it's all up in the air at the moment and i i will give kevin feige credit he has made spider-man so integrated into the mcu that is very very hard to pull him out I don't think Marvel has much to worry about because I think yeah ultimately- no you know they they hold all the cards right now like yeah. Marvel holds all the cards it's Sony that can fuck it up and if they fuck it up they get the rights back anyway so who gives a shit I think honestly they're gonna find a way to make this work no matter what because they've already proven that truckloads of money will be delivered to whoever's door works with this. Tom Holland has said multiple times he wants to keep playing it as long as possible. I'm calling this now. Miles Morales is going to appear in this. They already set up Miles with uh, Donald Glover's Prowler character being in the f- the first yeah. uh, one. So, so yeah, like th- th- there's going to be some shenanigans. Obviously, we have to wait until December 17th to find out more. Hopefully, we can all see this in theaters because we had to wait over a year and change for Black Widow. Lord help you if you fuck up Spider-Man. They're not, they're not pushing. No, nothing that is already slated for this year is pushing again. Bond is not pushing. This is most likely not pushing. Um, unless like, public safety changes. Unless public safety changes, but I doubt it given the fact that i am following again both of us following the pandemic pretty adamantly and it's it's gonna go in waves obviously we're gonna hit waves and and there there will probably be a spike somewhere well there's already one happening now yeah there's already this is the first spike of the vaccination spikes there's going to be at least three or four. It, it's going to run into next year. Oh, There's going to be sure. spikes through next year. And obviously we're not going to eradicate this thing. It's going to be an, in, it's going to turn into endemic state. Yeah. Which it's, basically it, it's going to be around for it's five be or the six common years. cold. Yeah. It's going to be around for a long time. And a friend of mine <clears throat> 
had pointed something out very, very interesting to me. And I thought it's funny. So I'll just kind of mention it here. She, uh, she, uh, she had said, you realize with looking at all the people that are against vaccinations and everything else, you realize if, if they remade the movie Armageddon today, you would have a pro asteroid faction. And I'm like, you're not wrong with that mm. assessment. Um, so we will wait and see. Um, I'm actually very surprised Sony doesn't have their own streaming service or working with a streaming partner just in they, case something ha- happens. They don't. They uh, they specifically, because this premiered at CinemaCon and then went online subsequently after Sony dropped it uh, at the folks at CinemaCon, which is in Las Vegas. That was last week. Um, and the big thing with... Uh, and don't worry, the whole thing with CinemaCon was you had to be vaccinated and you had to wear a mask. So F off. F yeah. off. Um, and they basically, Sony said to everyone, we're dedicated to theatrical. We are not putting anything on streaming. That's that. Yeah. So we will see what happens on December 17th. I'm sure we'll have more updates as time moves forward. So moving on to our next story, come courtesy of um, Axios and a follow-up to a story we covered earlier. OnlyFans suspends its plan to ban sexually explicit content after outcry. OnlyFans, an online creator platform for known for its adult content, announced via Twitter Wednesday that it had dropped plans to ban sexually explicit content on its platform in October. Uh, why it matters. The, the move comes after the proposed ban sparked an outcry from sex workers who relied on the platform to safely make a living. What they're saying, thank you to everyone for making your voices heard, the platform tweeted. We have secured assurances necessary to support our diverse creator community and have suspended the planned October 1st policy change. OnlyFans stands for inclusion and we will continue to provide a home for all creators. The big picture, the OnlyFans announced the proposed ban on sex explicit content last week. The company has struggled to attract outside investors and the move was done at the request of its banking and payout partners, it said. The move uh, concerned many sex workers who'd made a long-term financial commitments, including mortgages based on the presumption that they'd continue posting on the platform. And there were some people that I knew who were getting caught up in this and who were genuinely worried uh, what was going to happen to their living. And I obviously side with them. If you are a sex worker, you should be able to do it uh, safely. You should be able to control what you own. And OnlyFans had the proper infrastructure, payout thing, tech support, whatever. It And it also has the highest brand recognition. It's not like any number of smaller sites that try and be OnlyFans but aren't. Um, I had wondered, and I think this might be an idea, why don't they partner with Pornhub? And Pornhub buy out OnlyFans because... Pornhub already has the infrastructure. As far as I understand, this could be dumb. I don't know because they have where if you buy a subscription to Pornhub, you get exclusive content. Plus Pornhub has a thing where if you agree to be on their platform, you have to be verified so they can weed out people posting inappropriate and frankly, illegal content. And it also weeds out a lot of like revenge porn and stuff like that. So I don't know. I mean, it makes sense to me, but then again, maybe there's a lot of nuance here that I don't get. I'm glad OnlyFans 
said, hey, we're not going to fuck you right over. I think because it's a UK based company, there's a whole bunch of rigmarole around that as well. Yeah, like when when they said they're banking and payout partners, that's why I'm suggesting go with a company that you know brings in a lot of money and already has things secured. But I guess if you want to stand well, on, on top of, on top of that, like there there are companies that exist out there that do uh work with the porn industry. It's just a matter of finding those people and making a secure enough deal to do that. And yeah. the problem was only only fans had made a deal with some other schmuck and those schmucks said we don't like dealing with porn. So they kind of were forced to either find someone else or not and they had trouble finding someone else. So they started instituting this whole thing and then the people came out of the woodwork yelling and then someone came in and said, "Hey, we work with we'll we'll work with you well yeah essentially it's such a huge industry it brings in so much money and visa and mastercard they basically i know i reported on this last year i know they said to pornhub you either work out a verification system or we're gone and they got that figured out real quick and that's why i'm thinking well if visa and mastercard which are two of the most accepted credit card payments around figure that shit out i mean there are people using venmo and cash app and stuff like that i mean you don't want to get involved with like cryptocurrencies to pay for shit um so i don't know it's going to be interesting to see how this all shakes out in the end because we have not heard the end of this for sure um so i also have a feeling that there were some really big names on OnlyFans that said I'm canceling my contract with you. I'm leaving. And then they freaked out. Oh yeah. Like to get rid of some of their top creators or to, to have big threats like that. Yeah. You're going to, if you lose some of your big whales, then it's going to hurt your bottom line. It's going to hurt your public image. You're going to have reputation management problems. You probably don't want to deal with in the first place. So just, you know, stop being stupid. So anyway, there we have it. So moving on to our next story this week and yet another Which bit is more of follow-up. Stupid. <laughs> more stupid. This story comes courtesy of Kotaku. California accuses Activision Blizzard of shredding abuse evidence. The State Department has broadened its investigation into the Call of Duty publisher. The state of California recently expanded its discrimination lawsuit against Activision Blizzards. Axios reports, in addition to suing the massive gaming conglomerate over its culture of harassment and abuse towards female employees, the Department of Fair Employment and Housing is now looking into its treatment of temporary workers. Uh, the updated lawsuit alleges that Activision Blizzard has not been cooperative with California's investigation. It cites Activision Blizzard's non-disclosure agreements, the re- requirement that employees must speak with the company before contacting the State Department, and the hiring of union-busting law firm Wilmer Hale as examples of the company's lack of cooperation. 
Activision Blizzard is also accused of having human resource personnel destroy documents pertinent to California's inquiry, which is required by law to keep and make available to investors. The, the expansion of the lawsuit scope comes two weeks after news broke about the terrible working conditions in Activision Blizzard's various quality assurance offices, many of which hire contract workers rather than salaried employees to avoid paying out benefits. And while poor pay, long hours, and lack of job security are bad enough, some sources also spoke of discriminatory attitudes towards trans workers. The legacy of Blizzard is all about you're working for Blizzard, aren't you lucky? One anonymous tester told Kotaku. But in the reality is that we are constantly dealing with with difficult people in a culture that cares little for mental health and expects the same kind of smile all the time as retail does. The only way for this to truly change is the cult is to change the culture and the attitude of the people in charge. Activision Blizzard, which develops and publishes a slate of high-profile games, including Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, World of Warcraft, and Overwatch, has begun a lightning has been a lightning rod for criticism, following the state of California's original July 20th lawsuit coming to light. Since then, employees have staged a massive walkout. A second lawsuit was filed, and several notable figures have departed the company for their alleged roles in uh, fomenting the abuse uh, or allowing it to continue. But hey, a new Call of Duty is coming out, so I guess that's not all bad. Activision's even done everyone a favor by obscuring the fact that it's involved in the game's uh, development. If you notice on the trailer, um, a company name is missing. Uh, this story was updated. And also a space exactly where it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, like, Jesus, guys, you couldn't have re-rendered that last little bit. Um, so this story was updated the other day. Uh, the Activision employee spokesperson provided Kotaku with a statement regarding the lawsuit expansion. We've included it in full below. It's actually not that long. Uh, throughout our engagement with the DFEH, we have compiled with every or we have complied with every proper request in support of its review, even as we've been implementing reforms to ensure that our workplaces are welcoming and safe for every employee. Those changes continue today and include several high-level personnel changes, revamped hiring and recruiting practices, requiring diverse uh, interview panels, greater transparency on pay equity, expanded and improved training and investigative capabilities for human resource and compliance staff, created investigative or sorry, created investigation teams outside of business units to support greater independence, restructured divisions to support greater accountability, enhanced review process to include evaluation of managers by employees, clear boundaries on workplace behavior with zero tolerance approach to harassment and other actions that diminish or marginalize. We strive to be a company that recognizes and celebrates the diverse talents and perspectives that led to the creation of great globally appealing entertainment. We provided the DFEH with clear evidence that we do not have gender pay or promotional disparities. Our senior leadership is increasingly diverse with a growing number of women in key leadership roles across the company. We share DFEH's goal of safe, inclusive workplace that rewards our employees equitably and committed to setting an example that others can follow. Um, we will fucking see. We yeah, ninety percent of that was all word just salad bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it's just bullshit. <laughs> like yeah. it's clear. Like every single I I can I can point out to the actual facts and the actual like paper that you have, like legit actual documentation that says otherwise. So either that's lying or you're lying. <laughs> yeah, like there's so much stuff that's been alleged 
in this lawsuit on both sides that Activision, we have a lot of stuff that points in your direction and looks not particularly great. Um, and now we're talking about shredding of evidence and hiding behind NDAs. Yikes, to say the very least. Um, well, this is a result of the video game industry being so secretive. Well, it's like, it, it's been it, a boys it, club since the inception. One it's, a boy, one, it's a boys club. And two, the secrecy that goes on in the industry is just ridiculous. Like no other industry is as ridiculous when it comes to the secrecy. Not even the friggin' Hollywood movie industry is this secretive. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's insane. Yeah. I mean, when I watched the uh, Call of Duty uh, Vanguard trailer, uh, which premiered during uh, Call of Duty League finals last week, I was about to say, this doesn't quite look right. So me, Alex and Liam went back and rewatched it. We're like, Blizzard's not mentioned. It's now just Activision publishing. If I'm remembering this right. And we're like, huh? Well, that's a way to get ahead of it but then then again i I think cold war was the same way but we just noticed something seems odd about this plus with all the sponsors dropping out of uh cdl like having uh astro leave and stuff like that because that they've been around since the uh inception the u.s army had pulled out but they're still promoting events and advertising the call of duty endowment fund there's some big tournament in December. Uh, CDL should presumably be starting back up when Vanguard launches on November 5th. I think the first big tournament will probably be in January. Which, by the way, the Toronto Ultra placed second this year with a prize of over half a million dollars. And it was Atlanta Phase won, I think, $1.2 million. That's Activision's got money. So if. Bobby Coda can get thrown off the board. Maybe we can get some real changes at Activision. We'll see, I guess. Um, Because I I know some people there, and I know they're not all douchebags, but we need to have a a douchebag cleaning problem (laughs) come through there. So we will wait and see. So this story comes courtesy of Ken. Ken was able to find it, but it's been in the news uh, uh, quite a bit recently. Uh, Even Kotaku had uh, talked about it. So a report alleges auction and grading fraud is behind recent surge in retro video game prices. And it's update uh, auction house and grading firm deny colluding to manipulate the market. A new report alleges fraud in the grading and auction process, which has seen a recent surge in retro video game auction prices, most notably leading to a copy of Super Mario Brothers selling for $2 million this month. Uh, journalist Carl Jolps, or Jopes, whatever, uh, alleges in a 52-minute video investigation that the grading company Wata Games and Collectibles Auction House Heritage Auctions have been complicit in artificially inflating the value of retro video game market for their own game. Uh, he alleges that Wada president and CEO Dens Khan has been working with Heritage Auctions co-founder Jim Halp- Halpern, I think? Halp- uh, Halperin. Halperin to manipulate the market through press releases and interviews claiming the value of retro video games would continue to rise. Water directors have been grading their own games and artificially raising their value. It's claimed and very few of the games sold for extremely high prices are actually being bought by video game collectors. 
Games. Update, WADA has issued a statement to uh, VGC, which is Video Games Chronicle, which it claims that the allegations made in Tuesday's report are baseless and defamatory. A spokesperson said, WADA Games and its trusted leader in collectible video game grading, and we're honored to play a key role in this booming industry that we are incredibly passionate about. We're humbled by the support of our thousands of customers who trust us to provide accurate and transparent grading. The claims in this video are completely baseless and defamatory, and it is unfortunate that Mr. Jobs did not contact us to give us the opportunity to correct him. Um, then it goes on. In the original story, um, it's actually... Uh, it's, it's long. Ken, if you want yeah. to sum some of this up. <laughs> uh, basically, Jopes, uh, actually, uh, there's an update to this update. He came back and said, no, I did talk to you, motherfuckers. You didn't, you didn't even respond to me. <laughs> oh. Um, basically, this, this, uh, this specific guy, uh, Halperin, he was, he was already... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At fault for the big coin uh, boom of the 80s. Like, he was already behind the big coin boom of the 80s. So he was already... He's already inflated shit before. <laughs> like, this is a man that has been proven to be doing this before, and now he's doing it again with video games. On top of the fact that Weta Games was established a, a couple of years, like, less than 10 years ago when there was already a video game grading company out there that doesn't do anything when it comes to inflation, like the, it, it's based like it instantly screams scam when you're hint, when you're looking at it, because Jim Halperin is also part of Weta. <laughs> like he's part of the guys behind Weta in the first place. Like the, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Like the, the the 52 minute video is really, really good. It is, you just keep, your jaw just keeps going further and further down on the floor. You're just like, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah. Like, I remember hearing about WADA through Pat, the NES punk, uh, talking about it on their podcast and them talking about the retro video game grading thing and how it's kind of ridiculous and stupid, to which I agree. Why the fuck are people paying $1.56 million for a copy of Super Mario 64 or near a million dollars for a copy of Zelda? They're not because they're doing it because it's the actual people buying it that are, 
selling it. Well, the people that are buying it are the people that are selling it in the first place. To be fair, we do have to say alleged because allegedly, yeah, but we don't want to get sued. Alleged, yeah, allegedly, allegedly, yeah. yeah, allegedly. There's a lot of evidence that says somebody's full of shit, and it ain't looking good for you. Um, yeah, yeah like there is. I'll be honest with you. Stuff like this makes me glad I got out of video game collecting when I did. I got out. I sold off. 95% of my collection in like 2014 or 15 at a local show here, just cause I, I was just so sick of it when I had, I'd been reviewing games and I wasn't having fun anymore. And then I saw people like Dick waving in the hole. Oh, look what I have. I have a copy of panic restaurant and it's worth this amount of money. Okay. I, I don't care. And then I have friends in my personal circle who just, I don't know. There's something about video game collecting that I just, I, I don't like anymore. And maybe it's because I'm too close to it now. Um, that's why I don't like it. But just seeing the market be allegedly manipulated like this and getting people to send in their games to these people to get graded in hopes they're going to find some great, like, retirement fund and occasionally you do hear about things like somebody finding a copy of um uh stadium events or nintendo world championships though most of these games have been accounted for by now um i don't know it's stupid it's dumb i don't like it but ken's right if you want to know more about this you can find the video on youtube and see all the evidence that has been gathered so far. So we're going to take a break here on This Week in Geek, and uh, well, we're going to hear from our vacationing Alex, who has a review of a new game by Sega. So we will be back, guys, right after this, only on thisweekingeek.net. Alex here, still technically on vacation, but here is a quick review of the brand new Civilization-style simulation game, Humankind. Uh, we received a review code from Amplitude Studio and Sega, and this is actually one of the first games in this style that I've played in a very long time. I have other family members that are super into uh, these 4X simulation games, and but to me, they've always seemed a little daunting and uh, like too in-depth like for me to get into. Plus, for... Uh, these like civilization building uh, world building games a lot of times they have pretty steep uh requirements to get the game to look great <laughs> on a modern pc like you wouldn't think so but there's a, lo a lot of little things going on uh and a lot of times it can make a computer chug uh now i have a fairly modernish computer um i would say like an entry-level gaming pc that i tried it out on so uh since most of my gaming is usually done on consoles but I have a uh, Ryzen 3600 uh, CPU, uh, and I also have a uh, uh, Radeon uh, 5500 XT. So you, you, entry level, like high-end 1080p gaming slash low-end 1440p is sort of uh, the middle ground that most of my, the games I can play do. Uh, that being said, I was able to play this pretty much on the max settings that, that it defaulted to uh, at 1080p with uh, a higher, higher frame rate. Um, I think I had it locked at about 74 or 75 hertz on my monitor. I probably could have 
done it a little higher if I change some settings around, but uh, you know, it looks pretty good. Like I'm happy with how the engine for this scaled uh, quite well. I did put it on uh, a few different uh, uh, difficulty levels. There's Hamlet, Metropolis, and Nation. Uh, I ended up settling for most of my playthroughs playing it on the easier uh, um, turn-based strategy level of Hamlet just uh, so that it was a little less punishing so I could get used to everything and then I eventually switched it up into the middle like or normal difficulty. Uh, the art style is pretty unique and it has a, a very um, almost muted, not pastel colors, but there is a good uh, color theory to it where it's not it's not like stark on the eyes or oversaturated, but it has a a cool, unique, um, almost like like again like a seventies or early eighties, almost a pastelish sort of look to it. Uh, you start out in this uh, Neolithic era, they call it, where you, you're just like a nomadic tribe, and you uh, work uh, by the first couple turns finding an area where you can settle down, and you can uh, basically get enough resources, whether it be food and, and uh, um, uh, other uh, basic uh, things like areas that have wood and, and, and horses and, and such and you then will settle and you start a, a society and then you slowly build up from there and you can spread out and conquer more areas on the grid uh, that part is pretty easy to, to get used to it was a little bit to get into some of the uh, research requirements and, and um, like geopolitical stuff that comes a little later on as your nation and uh, age start to build uh, but that you know is something that you'll you'll be spending hours and hours and hours in a single playthrough which is, is pretty cool and if, if you if you get your groove going you can it can be pretty neat um, it is not for the faint of heart when it comes to uh, you know somebody who just wants a surface level <laughs> uh, turn-based uh, strategy civilization building game uh, it is something that you're going to, uh, you know, want to dig into and dive into. Uh, th there's tutorials that explain how everything works at the beginning. It's, it's, it was pretty good. I got stuck at one point because I, I made a couple mistakes and had to restart my playthrough. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was, that was mostly on me. Uh, I, I'll say that there's uh, a lot of variety here because you have uh, 60 different cultures that you can play through. Um, there is pretty large-scale combat that you can do. Uh, there's uh, a, a good aesthetic to everything. The best thing I can say about it is it does feel unique and doesn't feel like a clone of any other major property out there, which I think is something that big fans of that style of game uh, you know, were wondering. As far as anything that um, detracts from it, maybe? Uh... I can't think of much if this is your unless you're not looking for the style of game because uh, you know it's pretty solid there isn't anything maybe that stands out and super wows me other than it's just a solid release and that it's actually uh, you know one of the better strategy games that I've seen come out in a very long time uh, <sighs> perhaps some of the trade and diplomacy could have been tweaked a little bit uh, it's, it does seem like it's maybe a little more combat heavy than it could be. But then again, it's about striking that balance of how you play personally. Uh, I've seen some other reviews come out saying that, you know, sort of they're giving it like 7 or 8 out of 10. We don't really give numbered releases, but I am leaning into the it's favorable to most 
but not everybody because it, there's, there could always be an improvement maybe on the early uh, intro of the game where it could maybe hold your hand a little bit more and give you an example of how to run everything just a little better because the tutorials, while good, weren't maybe as in-depth as I was hoping for. Uh, so it all depends. If you're already a fan of this style of game, you're going to probably love it. And if you're somebody who's completely new to it, if you're willing to give it time, you'll probably like it. Go crazy? Don't mind if I do! Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria! Welcome back to This Week in Geek. I'm, of course, Mike the Birdman. He's Ken. Well, let's talk about the strange and unusual things that happened in this version of reality this week. And we're going to start things off by, uh, well, taking a trip down to the good old Tokyo 3, uh, what the fuck, Depot. And the Mexican state government is using Evangelion to promote vaccination. Now, I can't read Spanish, unfortunately. Ken, I don't know if your Spanish is any good. Nope. But uh, they have a picture of, um, I think it's a cat and a bear sitting on a beach uh, that's filled with uh, LCL and the uh, coronavirus is on the horizon, much like the end of Evangelion, where it's the giant ray head it's just this bear and this dog or cat sitting on the beach and then there's another picture of ray and her um kind of um plug suit and i'm looking at some of these words because i i can see their roots in french um and basically it's encouraging you to get um vaccinated and then uh amanda win lee who we interviewed on the show about 15 years ago um, who plays Ray in the original uh, ADV dub, and as and as far as I'm concerned, is Ray. Um, she actually did a video in Ray's voice, encouraging people to get vaccinated. Now, if we could get Spike Spencer, Tiffany Grant, and Ray to do an Ava vaccine uh, PSA, that would be a lot more interesting and. Uh, good for public safety than the Ava sex PSA from the 90s that was found online a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, the, I, I saw this on Twitter and I had to mention it during our weird news because I was like, wait, what? Because I, I follow um, Amanda Winley because I think she's hilarious. She's a she's like anime mom and she does not take any shit. Um, don't come to her page looking for trouble. You will not have a good time. Um, I forget what it, what it was. Yeah, it was last year during the presidential um, election in the States. She had this gag, and I don't know where this started from, but it was really, really funny. And it, it just, you had to take a picture out of context and just put Mike Pence is a pussy. And... I submitted one because I was like, well, you're Ray. So I took uh, the um, Sele monoliths and Keel Lorenz all sitting at that uh, table with Gendo. And then I put some text in there that said, Mike Pence is a pussy. Didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, but she had a good kind of laugh at that. And I would love if I could have convinced the guy who did Gendo's voice just to say that, cause that would have been hilarious. Um, but yeah, I don't know what I did. I just thought it was a funny meme. Uh, so please don't attack me, but yeah. So Amanda Winley, um, 
Ray supports vaccinations and so should you, I guess. So straight from the clone's mouth to your ears. Um, moving on to our next story, which is hopefully a little less weird. Um, if my page would load. Okay. So I'm going to read some of these on the fly because I'm going to have to reload my one page. Uh, this story comes courtesy of Kotaku, and I could not believe this was real when I read it. So somehow Martin Luther King in Fortnite is not a shitpost. The Master Chief and Rick Sanchez tour the civil rights struggle. In a shocking and logic-defying twist, Epic Games put on an interactive, or sorry, put an interactive Martin Luther King Jr. Civil Rights Museum in Fortnite. It seems like a well-intentioned effort to spread awareness of Dr. King's legacy and racial injustice, and I also cannot think of a worse place for it to be rolled out than Epic's Metaverse Battle Royale. Celebrate the life and work of Nobel Pre of Nobel Peace Prize recipient Doc, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in a new interactive experience presented by Time Studios, the company announced today. Developed by members of the community in, in Fortnite Creative, Mar March Through Time immerses players in the entirety of Dr. King's monumental I Have a Dream speech and the history surrounding it. And then there's a trailer. The March Through Time mode transports players to 1963's Washington, D.C. during the Civil Rights Movement March on Washington. In addition to a recording of King's historic speech, the Interactive Museum will also have landmarks and minigames. These activities progress players through the experience and bring to life important themes of King's speech. We move forward when we work together, writes Epic. Uh, completing these civil rights challenges will also net players loot, specifically a DC 63 spray that can be used to tag things in games in between shooting one another. It's a lot. If it sounds like I'm signing, uh, or sighing a bunch, it's because the tribute, however noble on paper seems completely out of place in multiplayer moneymaker, most famous for licensed crossovers that let you do anything from kill Superman, to swing star Wars lightsabers. On one hand, Fortnite's cheer, uh, sheer reach in terms of its massive outreach and popularity could make the mode very effective uh, a very effective educational tool on the other hand some people are already reporting that players appear to be circulating uh, out of the mode even before finishing it i think rick sanchez and the xenomorph from alien learned something today and i've been given a lot to reflect on tweeted video game critic uh Chris Franklin's alongside a memorial or sorry, alongside a screenshot of the two characters watching King's speech at the Lincoln uh, Memorial. Um, I've actually seen this screenshot. It's literally those two characters sitting in lawn chairs in front of the, the DC uh, thing. It's, it's a thing. Franklin yeah. also pointed out that as soon as he dropped out of the interactive experience, he was greeted by one of Fortnite's random load screens informing him that headshots do significant damage. While in the normal context of an online shooter, it's extremely not great in this new context. King was tragically assassinated in 1968. In addition to time, Epic says it has collaborated with a disabled museum of African history and the estate of Martin Luther King Jr., among others, to create the new mode. It comes comes over a year after the police killing of George Floyd in May in May 2020, sparking a new raid, new wave of Black Lives Matter protests. At the time, several uh, game companies came out to support the movement. Epic did not explicitly mention the movement during its remarks on Floyd's murders at the time, but later held a series of discussions on race in-game called We the People. The new museum also comes a year after Epic CEO Tim Sweeney compared his company's fight against Apple, uh, fight against Apple over the App Store foes to the civil rights movement. 
Ha. Now there's a video that I saw on the channel that I, I adore these guys, Ricky and Elliot. They do a show called uh, Internet Today, and they showed a video of the Joker from the Killing Joke doing the floss dance going through the march through time with Martin Luther King. And I think they said something along the lines of, if this doesn't sum up everything wrong with this, here you go. Now using video games as an educational tool, I think it's a great idea because Assassin's Creed has that mode that you can turn on that lets you explore Greece or explore ancient Egypt and this time you don't have to fight bad guys you can just explore and see these historical things and um when that big church burned down I can't remember its name forgive me uh in the middle part of the last decade they partially used the scans of that church that was developed for Assassin's Creed Unity to help lead the rebuilding efforts so video games obviously have a place in doing stuff like this but Headshots do significant damage is not the loading screen that should be happening. Also, I found out during the event, certain emotes and stuff like that were not restricted. So people were throwing plungers and tomatoes at the screen. Now, since then, uh, as far as I understand, Epic has come in and only added, you can do the cheer or the protest emotes. And most of the other ones have been disabled. So that's a thing. So you could have a Ghostbuster, Ellen Ripley, Superman, Rick Sanchez, all part of the of the DC sixty three protest. Also, uh, it, it I will note that I read this. Uh, uh, one of the members of King's Estate kind of distanced herself from <laughs> this. Kind of like ooh, is a little a uh, little louder. Con. It, n- not not good <laughs> yeah it's just fucking yikes uh just give me a sec here i just have to pull up my one story here just because it's uh being a thing so i will read this because this story came out last week um i just if it would load here so okay here we go so this story comes courtesy of usa today but it's been covered on a few different outlets and we reported on this years ago so extremely late follow-up Judge orders parents to pay son more than $30,000 for getting rid of his porn collection out of uh, grand... that was that's the guardian by the way. Oh, that's the no. guardian article. No, I had to pull up a different one cuz the other one wouldn't load. Ah, okay. Uh, Sorry. So anyway, so out of Grand Haven, Michigan, a judge has ordered a Western Michigan couple to pay $30,441 to their son for getting rid of his pornography collection. US District Judge Paul uh, Paul Maloney's uh, decision comes this week, eight months after David working 43 won a lawsuit against his parents. Um, Maloney ruled in December that working's parents had no right to throw out their son's collection of films, magazines, and, and other items. Uh, working had lived at their home in Grand Haven, Michigan for 10 months after divorce before moving to um, this place in Indiana. Maurice or Muncie's, whatever. Uh, working had estimated his collection was worth twenty five thousand. The Hall and Sentinel reported, according to emails between Working and his father, the collection included sixteen hundred and five individual titles of DVDs and VHS tapes. 
Working's parents were also unwilling to send the collection to their son in Munz, and they were uncomfortable with having some of the items in their home, according to the Sentinel. After moving to Indiana, Working learned his collection was missing. Uh, Maloney said in December, there's no question that the missing property was David's property. The defendants repeatedly admitted that they had destroyed the property. Working's parents had said they had the right to act as his landlords. The judge followed the value set by an expert. Uh, MLive.com reported Working's parents must also pay 14500 to their son's attorney. Frankly, David, I did you a big, big favor by getting rid of all that stuff, his father said in an email. The uh, Ottawa County Sheriff's Office in Michigan reviewed the material and determined that the collection does not include any child pornography, according to the Holland Sentinel. Now, there was some other stuff that I read about this stuff. Um, basically, his parents had given some stuff to the police they, they thought was um, illegal, but I'm guessing... Probably not, because the cops are like, no, people are just into this sort of thing. So, yeah, he had sex toys. He had uh, VHSs. He had DVDs. And some have some pretty funny titles. But, hey, I'm not here to kink shame. You you do you, boo. Um, but, yeah, his parents had repeatedly emailed this guy and said, we have destroyed your property. We're, you are not getting it back. Get over it. It's gone. If it's there with if parts of it are there with you then that's all that's left um and and it's funny uh other items that were missing but were not included uh include several playstation video games and a tambourine (laughs) so yeah imagine that i mean honestly like the impression that i'm getting from the other sources that i've kind of read on this particular issue is it seems like his dad might be hyper uh religious so that's probably why he did this but obviously you know if it's not your stuff you don't have the right to destroy it um i mean even if they're acting as your landlords and as far as i understand the son had offered like okay i will have this stuff shipped to my house you just tell me what to do and I'll pay for it, whatever. It seemed like it was pretty much a done deal. And his parents are like, you can't watch granny's gone anal. And I wish I was making that up, but I'm not. Um, (laughs) And just all these other titles. And I guess his dad had had enough. Um, And though it's weird though, because in the emails, the son was responding back. You might think the son was being reasonable. He's like, nah, dad, you don't understand. I I can go after college girls and all this stuff. And clearly this guy's got a porn addiction and not a healthy one. Um, So I guess I'm glad he's getting his money back. Hopefully um, he'll seek some sort of therapy for this because porn addiction it's a serious thing. And while we may laugh at it, um, it's a serious thing. And if you do experience feelings that result in an unhealthy sexual fascination, you should probably get that. You should talk to somebody that you trust. And if you need help, go seek it out. Um, amassing $30,000 worth of porn is certainly a thing, but Hey, we just talked about people spending that much money on, video games so as we said earlier in this segment you do you boo just don't hurt anybody um this next story i love because it seems like something i would do if i knew i could get away with it 
So according to today.com, spill the beans, UK Village is on the hunt for a bean dumping vandal. A UK village is searching for answers after a recent string of legumes crimes. The local police department for Surrey, a county in southeast England, said on August 13th that local officers had received reports of incidents where beans and other food had been poured onto the front doors and cars of residents overnight in the village, village of Warnish. Photos posted by the department showed empty cans of what appeared to be Heinz baked beans on one doorstep and a car covered in baked beans. The victims are understandably distressed by this unacceptable behavior, the department wrote on Facebook. The department asked any residents with knowledge of the incidents to reach out. Local officers will be patrolling the area and keeping an eye out for anything uh, suspicious, concluded the post. The, po the post drew some anger and comments about the nature of the crime and the waste of perfectly good beans, but also had plenty of laughs. I hope someone spills the beans on who it might be, one, uh, one, one person commented. In Heinz's sight, it could have been worse, added a second. Please keep us up to date with how your investigation has been progressing, joked a third. The department has not updated their social media page with any additional information, so it seems the bean vandal is still on the loose. But those in the comments section seem to have their faith in the department will eventually find the culprit. The law will catch up to them, wrote one person. When the owner finds the culprits, they'll be toast, said another, referring to the classic British meal of beans and toast. Uh, if if y'all don't call the culprit a has-been when you catch them, I will be so disappointed, joked another. Um, I can't say I've done any petty vandalism with baked beans or other baked goods. Um, but I have done dumber stuff in my youth with food. Um, let me see. Uh, you know what? I don't think I want to reveal this on the podcast. Let's just say I've done stuff to people that I knew. So I got my ass kicked anyway. It It's fine. I'm sure I've paid for it since. Uh, but still, can you just imagine, like, it's got to be beans this person just had in their house because there's no way they're just going to march down to the local shop, buy a couple cans of beans and a can opener and just start pouring them on cars because I would think that would get you caught. So this is probably just a bunch of stupid teenagers who went in into their like mom's cupboard and grabbed this and just like went tee hee hee um, and did it. So that's yeah. a thing. Uh, let me see here, Ken. We can talk about one more story, or we can call it a day here. What do you want to do? I think we'll end on beans. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to end on beans, porn, and Rick Sanchez. It has certainly been an adventure, so we will be back, guys. But before we do, we're going to travel to the lands of Waterdeep, and we're going to break into the Vault of Dragons. This is Gale Force 9 and Vault of Dragons. We will be back, guys, right after this. Dungeons and Dragons. Satan's game. Your children, like it or not, are attracted in their weaker years to the occult, and a game like D&D fuels their imagination and makes them feel special while drawing them deeper and deeper into the bowels of El Diablo. This afternoon, the Dead Alewives Watchtower invites you to sit in on an actual gaming session. Observe the previously unobservable as a hidden camera takes you to the inner sanctum of Dungeons and Dragons. 
Hey guys, this is Mike the Birdman here, and I'm here to talk about something kind of special that the folks over at Gale Force 9 sent over while I was sick in the hospital earlier this year. However, thanks to my friend Liam, vaccinations and, well, not dying, we have finally had a chance to crack open the wonderful secrets of the city of Waterdeep in the Forgotten Realms setting of Dungeons and Dragons, and it's not a role-playing book, we're actually talking about a board game called Vault of Dragons, where you take the role of several factions around the city, such as Xanathar, and your goal is to go through the Yawning Portal, where the dungeon exists in Waterdeep, pay a toll, go down, challenge dungeons or monsters or whatever, and basically get to the Vault of Dragons itself to reveal its secrets, escape with the treasure, and basically live. And there's a lot of resource management. You're managing gold, rumors, followers... You can play as a fighter, rogue, or a wizard, and each of these has a different cost and ability associated with it and different dice associated with these uh, player characters as well. Um, one thing to note, unlike D&D, don't get too attached to your followers. They will die. You are going to have a lot of things coming back to your hand a lot in this game. And it's kind of fun, because now you can literally play willy-nilly if you want. But there's also the city watch to look out for. So these guys are always hounding your ass in some uh, capacity or another. Um, Vault of Dragons, it's a complicated game. I'm not going to lie to you folks. Gale Force 9 actually has a wonderful series of videos on their YouTube channel, hosted by one of their guys named Cameron, which does a wonderful job of explaining uh, the game mechanics in about typically under 10 minutes uh, per video explaining a different uh, aspect of the game. And those are invaluable um, if you are a new player or don't have someone who's an experienced board game player with you. These are definitely more advanced board games than what you might typically find. Um, basically, this ain't Monopoly and this ain't Pictionary. Um, I would actually argue that it's a lot easier to learn Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition Hell, I think learning AD&D 2nd Edition is a little bit easier than this. However, though, once you get the rhythm of the actual game down itself, it's quite fun because, like I said, things start rolling, uh, locations start getting taken, factions start kind of figuring out. When you start getting the resources rolling and you're spinning and uh, spending action points and getting rumors to do certain things... It gets fun, and it definitely feels like the authentic D&D experience brought to a board game uh, near you. And it's kind of cool that you can play with us with up to four players. So your traditional D&D-sized party, although you will likely be trying to kill each other the entire time. So can I recommend Vault of Dragons from Gale Force 9? If you want a different type of D&D experience, I think this actually might be a lot of fun. And because it is the back-to-school time right now, and we are going to be gathering in dorm rooms and residences and hopefully taking uh, proper pr precautions, I think this might be a fun game to play with uh, your friends as the school year moves forward. I definitely would recommend this game for older players. I think younger players might have a lot harder time grasping some of the rules and the mechanics for this, but it's a great experience. There's a lot of math here and it's a lot of resource management, but if you can think tactically, you will conquer the Vault of Dragons. You will emerge victorious and uh, you will be one of the fabled Lords of Waterdeep, I guess, is if you might say. So ultimately, Vault of Dragons from Gale Force 9 gets a recommendation, but it does come with a caveat. 
I recommend you watch the Gale Force 9 video on this game first. If you can understand that, give it a whirl, or drop down to your friendly local game store and see if they have a copy. Somebody might demo it for you. And uh, that's one way to get introduced to it as well. So until next time, I'm going to go sharpen uh, some of my various weaponry. going to grab me some elven arrows and... Uh, I'm going to go kick me some ass, so I will catch you guys again next time for another board game review, probably from Gale Force 9, because I've got some Doctor Who and some other fun stuff down the line. There you have it. A frightening look into America's most frightening pastime. Remember that it's not your children's fault that they're being drawn into a satanic world of nightmare. It's their gym teacher's fault for making them feel outcast when they couldn't do one single pull-up. All right, guys, we are finally about to wrap things up here on This Week in Geek.net. Big thanks to Ken for coming out and supporting this uh, stupidity and especially showing up during your vacation. What a trooper you are. Look at you. Hey, uh, I did the whole plan was to spend the entire day sitting at the computer recording shit. <laughs> So it was kind of like, well, might as well. <laughs> exactly. I love it. So, yeah, um, we got a lot more stuff coming up on the site this week. I still we still have a few more future imperfects to record uh, with Aaron, and we still have a few loose cannons. I am working on a secondary project, which should hopefully premiere fairly soon i'm still waiting on a couple of uh details for it i should be recording nerds of the third power this week i know we recorded one a couple weeks ago i don't know whether that's been released yet um I don't think so <laughs> yeah i don't think so either uh but yeah i will be recording some more of those as far as i understand um we are waiting to do stargate twig sometime after the federal election here in canada just because some of you people know i do some uh volunteer work with one of the local parties so my time is kind of split up between that and some other stuff uh in addition to that um what else was i going to mention uh yeah so that'll be happening at some point hopefully this month or very early in october we should get a session zero in i'm hopefully some sometime soon uh let me see what else uh i got more board games to review from gale force 9 i've got a new uh D, D board game from them that i didn't just did it so it's not Volta dragons version 2 it's something else i have a doctor who board game i think i have spartacus or something um, I've got the Doctor Who role-playing game to review from Cubicle 7, which features, uh, I think it's the Jodie Whittaker Doctor. Um, so I'll be talking about that. Um, what else I got coming up? Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. I got a bunch of stuff from Free League Publishing. I got Tales from the Loop. I've always wanted to talk about that. So if you want to scratch that Stranger Things itch as, hey, a lot of people are going back to school right now. And if your campus... Uh, has the opportunity for you to set up a role-playing game group. Hey, maybe you'll find something kind of neat. Just, of course, be safe out there while you are uh, kind of doing it. And that's been sort of the thing around here. It was getting people together because we all had to line up vaccinations. We're like, okay, when did you get yours done? When did I get my done? Are we safe? What's going on? My sister's in healthcare right now, so I talk with her constantly about what's uh, kind of going on. And because I'm immunocompromised, do I need a third shot? I still am waiting on an answer on that. So it's going to be from what I've heard, 
yeah, you probably should. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it's five minutes out of my day. It, I feel like crap for a day just means I sit there and watch movies all day. Big deal. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to get it done. What, whatever local health experts tell me I've got no problem listening to because my sister's one step below a doctor and I trust her. So, right. um, and I'm trying to think of what else is kind of coming up for review or something that's funny to mention. I don't know, Ken, I know you and I are going to do something. I just have to find time. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah, the universe, the universe just doesn't want you to have time to do it. I know it's so dumb. It's so dumb. However, you did spot something for me uh, that, I wish I could find money for this because it's my 40th birthday coming up in just a f in, in October. And I wish I could buy this for myself, but it's the, uh, it's the Blu-ray set of Ava and not the super expensive one. Cause I don't care about the new dub at all. Um, I want the classic ADV dub and you can get that on Blu-ray. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. thinking, Oh my God, I got to find, and of course, what a time to be responsible with money, because as one as one should. Um, but yeah, I was like, fuck, man, this couldn't have happened when I don't know. Just the stars have not yet aligned on this one, and I'm very upset. Um, but that's really cool, though, that they are kind of doing that. And this has been the year I've been kind of experimenting with anime, trying out a few things. I watched Persona 5 last year. Um, my hero academia, I've dipped my toes into before the end of the year, I'm going to do a watch through of cow of cowboy bebop because it's short. Cause the series comes out this year on Netflix, In which the December, first look looks really cool. I, um, I like, I, I think the first look is good. I, there have been massive criticisms of it because of course there are, because anime fans are self-entitled assholes. Yep. Uh, but yeah, overall, like I, I'm, there's a lot. Like I'm, I am knee deep into. Uh, I got to finish up uh, reading all of the Tokyo Ghoul manga, which I'm halfway done, and I got to basically just sit down and read a bunch ton of manga, and then do a deep dive. The plan is to do a deep dive of Ava next year, which oh boy, that's a hell of a deep dive because oh yeah that's because gonna include the, that's gonna include the series and the rebuild films so i, I you, gotta start amassing the rebuild films now you can count me in for that one yeah and, that's the plan <laughs> and then there's video games which are and aren't canon there's alternate histories where they just go to school and hang out it's so strange the ava franchise is legitimately huge and ridiculous and i love it for all its dumbness um and uh tiffany grant was the first voice actress i ever wrote to and actually got a response from uh so that's really cool i wish i still had her autograph picture i had that in the 90s so that's pretty cool i wonder if she'd even remember me probably not but um that's my oscar and amanda win lee that's my race Spike spencer that's my uh shinji and those are the first voice actors I ever knew their names of. I think later I learned Scott McNeil from Beast Wars and Gundam Wing and Brad Swale as from Gundam Wing and I knew him from Death Note later on. And I think there was somebody else 
And I knew uh, Ian Corlett because he was Goku in the ocean dub of Dragon Ball Z. And he was Cheetor. And I remember for years, I didn't like Sean Schemmel as Goku. And then I met him at Fan Expo about 10 or 15 years ago. And he just kind of grew. I'm like, okay, you're my Goku now. Um, And then I remember being upset when they changed Christopher Sabat. Cause now he's Vegeta and there was another guy before him who did the over 9,000 line. And that's mm. the line people think of when they hear the meme, then Christopher Sabbath did it. And it, it still doesn't sound right to my ear, but whatever. Um, Dragon Ball super is a show I'd love to get through. Like, cause I read the updates on comicbook.com about what's happening in the Dragon Ball super manga. And I'm thinking, wow, this has gotten really weird and kind of stupid. I'm kind of interested in this. Um, yeah, the anime is kind of a uh, well. Basically, the first two uh, arcs, arcs are just redub redoes badly of the last two of the uh, the Frieza movie and the Beerus movie. Yeah, um, so I'm looking forward to checking that out at some point because, like I said, I do love me some Dragon Ball Z. I haven't seen the new movies in the last couple of years, so I'll have to. Broly catch up is on Broly is single handedly one of the best the Dragon last, Ball films. Like, the last period. one, I, I think, the last one I saw was when Frieza came back and he was Golden yeah. Frieza. Yeah, I thought that was that, really cool. That was the last. That was the one before Broly, which was Resurrection F. Um, yeah. And Battle like, of Gods before that. Yeah, but like the Broly movie is just hands down some of the best bits. Like cool. Free Frieza being an asshole. <laughs> Essentially, oh, yeah. the entire the entire plot is Frieza being an asshole. Oh, and that's another thing too. Um, one of the things that kind of got me back into Dragon Ball was the fantastic fighter from a couple years ago, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, which you can always get this game on sale. Like it always pops which up. Which just got weeks. a stupid, which just got a stupid update recently where everything is basically just like, oh, we're just turning this into Marvel. Oh, well now I'm interested. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's stupid. Like you go, look at, look up the patch details, like the latest DBZ patch. Like it's stupid. <laughs> You've got me intrigued. So we will be talking about a bunch of neat stuff over the next couple of weeks. Alex comes back to the live show next week. I know he's working on a fairly large uh, turd or treasure. I myself have submitted between five and eight reviews for that show. So prepare your ear holes, folks. We're going in. Uh, and eventually, at some point, we're going to talk the end of summer and Gamescom and all that crud. Yeah, I honestly gave zero fucks about gamescom this year so that may be a you and alex thing because i frankly don't care however next week though on the show speaking of something i do care about we will be talking about ghost of shishima likely in its own prototype i should have a review of psychonauts 2 on the xbox series x i just didn't get to it this week because of ghosts so we're gonna do it this week uh so yeah so thank you ken for once again joining us so until next time we have been Ken from this anime podcast. I've been Mike the Birdman saying, be kind, rewind, um, be excellent to each other, but most importantly, stay safe out there, get vaccinated, and we'll catch you guys next week right here on thisweekingeek.net. Bye. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of This Week in Geek. Hungry for more? Check out our website at thisweekingeek.net. You can subscribe to the podcast, browse our Twitter and Instagram, and leave your thoughts on today's topics. If you'd like to give us some feedback, send us an email at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. Tune in next time, and remember, lower your shields and surrender your listenership. We would be honored if you would join us. Thank you for your cooperation. Good night.